0: Hi, everyone. It's Teresa. Welcome to episode 17 of the Safe Harbor podcast, a podcast for parents of children with disabilities and those who love them. Today, I have a solo episode for you and I'm calling it the two sides to awareness months, pride and sorrow. So the timing of this comes because I'm recording this in October, and October is Red Syndrome Awareness Month. So this topic is top of mind for me because my daughter, as many of you know, has Rett Syndrome, and I am an active member of the Rett Syndrome community. So I follow lots of folks on social media who write about Rett Syndrome, who share their personal stories. I also follow organizations like the International Rett Syndrome Foundation, Rett Syndrome Research Trust, Girl Power to Cure. There's several groups that I follow who write about Rett Syndrome. And so this month, their feeds are full of awareness information. And of course this awareness month is not unique to Rett syndrome. So certainly the more common disorders like Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, Angelman syndrome, autism, there's many more, have awareness either months or days where they mark the particular condition that they're passionate about. And there's lots of excitement and interest around those kinds of events to raise awareness, to educate, to help support those who are living with that particular disorder. At the clinic where I work, which is Tender Ones Therapy Services, we offer PT, OT, and speech in Tequila and Gainesville, Georgia. And I'm very proud to be part of that team because we really are very supportive of families and it's a pediatric practice. So we have very strong relationships with the families of the children who we treat. And we mark awareness days for any disorder that we are aware of, that we're treating, even ones that are fairly rare. If there's an event we celebrate it and usually a color is associated with these awareness days so the staff are encouraged to wear that particular color so last week for october 6th it was world cerebral palsy day and so the color for that is green so we were all encouraged to wear green we took a photo The photos posted on social media. And it's a great way to love on those children who have CP, who we work with, and also support their families. What I did at my clinic, at the clinic for Rett Syndrome Day, was we all wore purple. I got purple bracelets for the team and encouraged people to take one so lots of people were walking around in purple shirts wearing purple bracelets for red syndrome and i also ordered these amazing cookies with purple icing that i gave to the staff so it was a way to celebrate red syndrome my daughter also had physical therapy that day so she came in in her purple shirt her caregiver was with her they both had purple shirts on it was just a great way to celebrate her and We need these moments, right? We need these moments where we love on and call attention to our loved ones who have these conditions and we celebrate them because sometimes we don't celebrate them enough. So awareness days or months are terrific for raising awareness and there's lots of fundraising that goes on. So it's terrific. You know, you can buy t-shirts and get swag and people do strollathons thons and run races and it's just terrific. So it's good on one side. But like there are two sides to a coin, I think there's the other side, which is, as I say, the tail side. So the head side is the excitement and the positivity and the coming together and sharing and celebrating, clapping, and proudly wearing our colors to support this particular issue. But on the other side, the tail side, we think about what is lost. And that's more of the negative side. And just like there are posts on Instagram or Facebook about how wonderful, say, these girls and boys with red syndrome are, there are other posts where parents, usually moms, are talking very freely about what they've lost, what their daughter or their son has lost, and what they as a parent has lost as a result of their child having Rett syndrome. And this goes across all disorders, that the loss is pretty significant. And I want to acknowledge that those are feelings that I have as I go through October, Red Syndrome Awareness Month, that I'm juggling these two conflicting emotions, that there is this great celebration. And also there's a lot of excitement because all the fundraising you know, has a point to support families of those with Rett Syndrome, but also to fund a cure. And, and every year it feels like we're getting closer to some really meaningful treatments. So that's very exciting. But on the other side, we must acknowledge the heartache that this disorder, and now I'm speaking for any parent who has a child with a disability, the loss and the challenge that you live with every single day. Now, we know that everybody in this life has something. We all carry some type of burden, many times, several burdens, So we know that everyone has heartache in this life. But if we realize that and we recognize it, it can help us turn towards each other for collective support. So that's where I think acknowledging the pain side is just as important as acknowledging the positivity because we are all experiencing pain and These kinds of awareness days or awareness months for the parents are likely very bittersweet because they are holding those two conflicting emotions in their minds at the same time, like the two sides of a coin. Think about that word, bittersweet, two conflicting oppositional sensations that are coexisting. And that's what parenting a child with a disability is like. I am currently working my way through a book that is called Bittersweet, and it's by Susan Kane, who's a New York Times bestselling author. And at one point when I finish the book, I'm going to really want to do a full dive into this book because I think it's so relevant for anyone living at this time because she talks about the bittersweet state of mind and how we are all suffering. We all have pain and how the bittersweet state of mind is a force that can help us transcend our personal pain that each of us has individually and then the collective pain that we all have as human beings struggling through this world. She says we must acknowledge heartache and through that acknowledgement, we can turn towards each other. She talks about how the pain that we feel can actually be channeled into creativity. As I think about that, I think about taking that pain and turning into creativity. I think of all the people that I've interviewed who are writing in the disability space and talking about their personal experiences, how they are coaching other parents, how they are building websites to raise money, to raise awareness, they are selling products to make people's lives easier. They are helping people connect with special educators, walking people through the IEP experience. I can just go on and on. And these are examples of people who are feeling pain, who are living in that bittersweetness of really experiencing life and then turning their pain into creativity to Advance the world in some way. Our current society doesn't always like us to acknowledge our pain. You know, there's that stiff upper lip or power through kind of cheerleading that you can hear from folks who don't want to acknowledge the pain that someone is feeling. And if we start talking about a painful topic, sometimes people's emotions let loose, right? And somebody might start crying and think about how uncomfortable that can make us feel. I know I've had conversations with mothers where they're acknowledging some terrible pain that they're feeling and they start crying And what is almost the first thing they do is start apologizing for crying. I know I do that. You know, if I start crying about something and the first thing is, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, because I'm losing control of my emotions. But why is that something to apologize about? Rather, let's thank someone for being vulnerable, for showing us that they are hurting, for trusting us enough to know that they can show their emotions and we will love them, we will accept them, we will hold space for them so that they can work through whatever they need to work through in that moment. Let's not apologize when we cry. You know, we shouldn't be yelling. You know, I think sometimes we can feel really mad and We want to try and control the anger emotions that we feel because sometimes, you know, in the heat of the moment, we could say something that is so hurtful and words are hard to take back. You really can't. (laughs) But I don't know that crying or really showing the depth of your grief ever hurt anybody. And I think it only helps us see each other for who we really are. Because if I acknowledged that you're sad and I still love you and I still have great feeling for you and great respect for you, then I think you're going to feel the same way about me. And it is the collective acknowledgement of our shared experience of challenge that helps pull us together even more than the collective experience of joy. So those are my thoughts on the two sides to bitter, sweet feelings around awareness. I will always wear purple in October, I will always celebrate October for Rett Syndrome Awareness Month. And I will always do my best to wear those other colors on those days to acknowledge all those other disorders, and acknowledge all those other families who are walking the same kind of path. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic. I'd love to hear your thoughts on how you feel about Awareness Days and if you encounter these bittersweet alternating feelings that you hold at the same time. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Teresa Bartolotta. Please check out my website, TeresaBartolotta.com, where I have all my previous podcast episodes. Please share this podcast with anyone who you think might like it. We have lots of listeners who are not parents, but who are people who love them or people who work with them. And of course, we have tons of parents who are listening all over the world, which is so great. You can join our Facebook group. Let's try to get some discussion going there. Please email me at safeharborpodcast at gmail.com. Ask to join the mailing list and also shoot me the name of somebody who you think I should interview. I'm getting lots of great recommendations from people and reaching out to bring folks on the podcast who you might want to hear from. So again, thank you so much for listening. I know your time is precious and I send my gratitude to you.